Welcome to the Parenting with Confidence podcast. I am your host, Teresa Alexander Inman, board certified behavior analyst and infant toddler developmental specialist. Today, I would like to welcome Andy Lidstone. Andy became a life coach after having a few negative experiences with other life coaches and decided that he wanted to help people that the others refused to help. He is committed to helping people who have slipped through the cracks of the systems designed to help them. Andy, thank you for that because it's so important because too many of us slip through the cracks and thank you for yes. being there for us. <laughs> You're welcome. It's, a, it's my pleasure. Uh, thank you for inviting me onto your podcast. I love being here. Thank oh, you. wonderful. Yes. And I'd love to discuss that very important topic of boundaries because I have yeah. had boundary issues and if, you know, you can help us <laughs> with that, that would be wonderful. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, boundaries is, boundaries is so important. Most of us don't, most of us don't understand what our lack of boundaries is costing us in our lives. And yeah, and it, it's incredible what we what freedom we get when we figure out how to set boundaries that work. Right? Yeah. Yes, I want to do that. Because, you know, sometimes I, you know, somebody will call me, it's like, can you come over and help me? And I'm just like, yeah, I'm running before I even, you know, the answer's all, you know, out of my mouth. Because, of yeah. course, it's always yes. And my of husband's course it is. like, you know, it's okay to say no. And I'm doing better at it, but I am not there. <laughs> I have not arrived yet, Andy. Help me. Yeah. I'm with you. I, that's where I spend a lot of my life. That's where I spent most of my life is, is just saying yes to everybody. I, not because I felt like I, like as obliged to, like I had to, like I needed to, but I, I, I saw so many people saying no to things they didn't need to say no to. And I didn't want to be like that. I wanted to be somebody who said yes to as many things as I could. And it turned out that I was saying yes to more things than I could. Yes. There wasn't a, I didn't know as many as I could what that even meant. Yep. No, I am right there with you. My mom used to tell me I try to do 24 hours worth of whatever in eight hours yes. and it just wasn't working. So yeah, I had to learn, you know, to start saying yeah. no. So you talk about unconditional boundaries. What is an unconditional boundary? So an unconditional boundary is has one basic definition. It doesn't matter who's on the other side of the boundary. The boundary holds. Um, if you're talking about partners, um, I, some of my some of my clients have gone through two or three partners, so they have they struggle because they they figure they have to set brand new boundaries with each partner. And unconditional boundaries don't care who's on the other side of the boundary. They don't care what the situation is. They don't care who it's about. There is no conditions as to when this boundary is appropriate and when it's not. Okay, so it could be a partner, your child, your just anybody, mother, father. Coworker, coworker, family member, anybody, yes. Gotcha. Yeah. So can you give us some examples of unconditional boundaries? Yeah, so with parents specifically, um, unconditional boundaries generally apply to all the children, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, we generally have, well, I know I did, I had two children, and we generally have children who don't always act the same, right? We might have boys and girls, we might have 
you know, boys with different personalities and girls with different personalities, you know, so they don't always act the same, but the boundaries apply to all of them. When I say one hour of screen time, that doesn't mean the oldest one, just because he gets to stay up a little bit longer, gets an extra half hour of screen time. Oh, gotcha. Right? Like my mom used to let me stay up a little bit longer because there was a TV show that my, my teachers wanted me to watch that, that came on right as my brother and sister went to bed. Right. So I got to stay up and watch that particular TV show. But if I was doing anything else, I went right to bed. Gotcha. Okay. And right. that That's, makes so much sense. Yes. <laughs> right. And so, so the unconditional version of that is that my brother and sister had the same rules. If there was some reason they needed to stay up, they could stay up to do that thing. Mm -hmm. But if they did anything else, they went right to bed. And they didn't like it because they thought I was staying up just watching TV. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it was a specific educational historical program that I was trying to watch, right? That my, that my teachers wanted me to see for the, for the specific grade that I was in. So that's what I mean by unconditional. It applies equally to all of them, even though it might not necessarily be relevant to some of them. Mm -hmm. You know, my daughter used to sneak out a lot. Uh, my, my son's a homebody, so he wouldn't sneak out anywhere. And if he did, it would be to climb on his windowsill onto the roof of our house. Yeah. Right? So he wasn't going anywhere. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, the rule applied to both, right? When you sneak out, these are the consequences. And that includes if you go to the roof of the house or if you're running off to the park to play with your friends. I don't care what you're doing. Ah, gotcha. So he left the bounds of the home because that was yes. the do not sneak out. Okay. Right. Do not sneak out. I need to know where you are and know that you're safe. Yes. Roof of the house is no safer. As a matter of fact, probably less safe than the playground. <laughs> so true. You could slip and fall. I mean, come on. Exactly. I mean, he never did and he did it a lot, but he still, you know, that was the point. The boundaries apply. Right. Awesome. So, Thank you for that example. It's wonderful. Yeah, and the other part of unconditional boundaries is it's designed to help us connect to people. Most of us put boundaries to protect ourselves from harm, but I've discovered that boundaries can actually be an educational tool to teach people how we prefer to be treated mm -hmm. rather than these are the rules I need you to follow. Gotcha. Yeah, because right. yeah, because when we think about boundaries, we, we do think of separation. We don't think of right. connection. Right. How to separate myself from those people who are dangerous. And there is relevance to that. So when I'm talking about boundaries, I talk about boundaries and barriers. Those are both a version of boundaries. The barriers are those hard ones, protect me from harm, make me safe. I have a barrier between somebody who's carrying a gun and myself right? Yes. <laughs> I don't want that person, you know, coming near me or pointing his gun at me. Um, however, if, if it's just my friend and he's a bit upset, I'm not going to put a barrier in place. I want to connect with him. So I might say, while you're yelling at me, I don't want to be around you. But if you can stay calm, I'd like to help you deal, deal with your anger. Right. Yes, and that's a great tool for children to yes. use because that happens so often. And if they can learn to put up those boundaries, well, it's such a healthier way to yes. handle situations than yes. getting upset and storming off, and then your friend now you're both upset at each other, and nobody knows why. Right. Right. And while those scenarios are required on occasion. 
the vast majority of the time, what's more useful is a tool to help them to learn what's acceptable, what's not. Mm-hmm. And that's what I use boundaries to do, to teach people what's acceptable and what's not. And not just by saying, this isn't acceptable and that is acceptable. I mean, you can do that, but that's not as helpful as you might think. Right, <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what, I tr- what I try and do is I help people, I help people you know, use boundaries to inform those around them, their, their children, their spouse, their coworkers, you know, people they meet on the street inform them how they prefer to be treated. And the secret there is with a boundary, it's a preference. With a, ba- with a barrier, it's a demand. Yeah. So give us an example of what that would sound like. So with my children, I would say, I'd like you to do the dishes, right? Or clean your room or some other such thing like that. So I would say, and I would have, I was, I would say, I'd like you to clean your room and eat. And sometimes I would communicate this second part. And sometimes I would, but the second part would be, if you clean your room, this is how I might respond. I might give you a kiss and a hug, or I might, you know, let you snuggle with me on the couch for a couple of minutes or half an hour or something like that. Or I might uh, come in with into your room and, and play with you for a little while. Once your room is clean, right? There's two or three things that I will choose to res- how to, how to respond when they do what I ask, mm, gotcha. and there's two or three ways that I'll respond when when they don't. So I might I, I might remind you that I'd like you to clean your room. I might I might uh, I might take away some of your privileges, not not rights, like not the ability to exist or eat supper, but privileges. Right? right? You don't get to have your phone for half an hour, but I do know your phone is critical to communication with you and your friends. So I'm not going to take it away for a day or a week, but I will take it away for an hour or, you know, a couple of hours. Um, I might, I, I might say that you don't get to go and do this thing you want to do until your room is clean. Right. It trains them that there is a result I've pre-chosen for when they give me what I want and pre-chosen for when they don't give me what I want. Therefore, Whichever happens, whether I'm happy or whether I'm angry, I don't. I can. I can process my emotional reactions separate from the choice that I've made as to how I want to have my what my actual reaction is, what my physical reaction is. So that's what it is. It's about te- it's about having some pre-decided ways to react, and sometimes I tell them about them, and sometimes I don't. Eventually, my children learned that they didn't have to know there was going to be good consequences and there was going to be bad ones. Right. Yeah, because in life, we don't always know what the consequence is going to be. And I think that's because it prepares them for life because not not everything's always known. So that element of surprise or just, you know, not knowing is I think in a lot of ways a good thing for children because, you know, someone's like, well, what are you going to do if I do this? Or what are you going to do if I do that? Um, You find that after. It's a surprise. (laughs) Right. Now, sometimes I do tell them, but sometimes I like, so that's the idea, right? Is, yes. is they don't know, am I going to tell you or am I not going to tell you? 
Right. And in my field, actually, we've learned that that strengthens behavior when they don't know when it's coming, that actually yes. strengthens the behavior. Because if you know what's coming, when it's coming, your behavior is going to increase just before the thing happens and decrease yes. right after. But it keeps it steady when they have no idea when yes. they're going to get that reward yeah. reinforcer or consequence. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so that's the kind of the second thing that makes my boundaries a little bit different than a lot is I, is I do focus on the reward portion as well. Um, now, of course, when we're talking barriers, when we're talking demands, there isn't a reward for that because by the time we get to a demand stage, there isn't, you know, it's not a request anymore, yeah. right? This is something, look, this has to happen. And if it doesn't, here's some major consequences. Exactly. Those, those are more in place for, um, you know, couples, you know, mm. when there's, when there's abuse involved or something like that. Right. So, yeah, that's what makes my boundaries a little bit different. And, and it helps the, it really does help to help parents connect to their children, helps them to, helps to teach them while also loving them. Okay. Boundaries. How are they loving? Cause you know, there are a lot of people who think if they have a boundary, then they're inhibiting their child from experiencing life or they're being mean to their child or right. it's not fair if they can do it why not so help us how are right. loving that positive reinforcement part mm -hmm. they know why they're getting it now there's a reason for it they can earn it mm -hmm. so if i want to snuggle on the couch with my mom or my dad and you know they're having kind of a miserable mood I can just go snuggle with them or, or ask, but they might be, a, you know, not having, not in a good mood and not want to. But if there are boundaries in place, I know there's something I can do that will trigger that. That will trigger them, them cuddling on the couch with me. Even if it's not in their mood, they'll be like, oh, wait a minute. My child just did this thing. And that means that they get this reward. And I want to, I want to reinforce that. So I'll give them this reward. And it just happens to have a positive effect, effect on both people, right? Mm -hmm. So that's where it's loving. The child then gets some say in influencing your life as the parent. They get to have some say in helping you have the life they want you to have. Oh, wow. See, that I honestly never put those two together like that. You know, just having yeah. that, um, you know, like the child having some say in the situation yeah. and that's really important because it gives them a sense of control and who doesn't want a sense of control right, right? in the coaching world we use empowerment to say that yeah it empowers yes. the child there you go yes, yes. It, it, yeah it gives them it gives them some authority mm -hmm. now not much but it gives them right. some right and as they get older you know a 16 year old is going to have a little more authority than a six-year-old yes right and that's the point is we we evolve our boundaries as we go so that they can have some influence in our lives we can have some influence in their lives and it's less about control and more about influence absolutely awesome and thank you for correcting my verbiage <laughs> no that's fine <laughs> that's fine it, it, it's 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 the it's the english language versus the coaching language right it's the lingo of our business yes yes <laughs> And it's important though, because I think those distinctions are really important because control doesn't sound exactly fun. So. It doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it's, it's, it, it is, I've noticed that, that it is an easy way to help people connect with us. Plus, it takes all the pressure away from us with who do I let in and who do I don't. Mm. If like, 
if if I'm now if we get out of the realm of children for a minute, if we get into like adult relationships or or even relationships between children, uh, between peers, we can say if I if I set some boundaries about this is how I want to be treated, and I you know I make it clear either with my words or with my actions that that's how I want to be treated, then people get to choose whether or not they want to be involved in that or not. I don't have to judge whether or not you're a good person. I don't have to be a good judge of character. Mm-hmm. Some of us are, some of us aren't. I don't need to have that skill. I can use it, but I don't need it. That is amazing. And then that also, uh, I think it conveys respect for yes. the other person. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It gives them a chance to decide if they want to be involved. And if, if this is how we want to be treated, do they want to do that or do they not? If they don't, well, there's plenty of other people to be friends with. And if they do, come on in. Welcome and loving. Yes, lovely. Yeah, thank you. Now, when would you set up a boundary? Whenever there's a situation that isn't clearly understood already, which is which is virtually all the time. <laughs> like nearly no situations are clearly understood, right? right? Especially with children. They have they have difficulty understanding situations most of the time and they're growing and evolving every single day. So their own boundaries change on almost a daily basis. Mm-hmm. right and so setting up boundaries is something that when you see there is a situation happening that you would like to influence you'd like to get a handle on you might say not control per se but get a handle on mm-hmm. uh, especially with our children if you see your child is has you know taken something out of the fridge that they weren't welcome to have Right. You don't want to call it stealing because, you know, it's their fridge as much as yours. Right. But at the same time, it could evolve into that if we don't teach them some lessons. So a boundary. This is how I'll act when you do it. This is how I, I act when you don't. You know, and and sometimes we communicate the, 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 those consequences and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we don't even commun- communicate the barrier or the boundary, like the actual line in the sand. Yeah, we don't. And then we get upset when they do it. Then wonder why right. did they do it? <laughs> right, exactly. So, and, and yeah, and that's the point is, is, is helping them to clearly understand what it is that is our request, what our request is in a clear and concise manner. Concise is important. Parents especially, but most people like to give a lot of explanations. Mm-hmm. I don't have the money and we can't afford it. And I'm, I got to go to work and there's time and there's money and there's resources and there's tired and there's all these things going on. And I just don't. And the six-year-old's going, huh? <laughs> What's that all about? <laughs> are you, are you saying yes? Or are you saying no? I don't get it. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. Yes. So, so how would you do that? Concise. Yeah. Concise. I'd like you to do the dishes, please. I'd like you to do the dishes, please, before X o'clock, whatever that time is. Yeah. And then, again, that's a boundary inherent in that because you're like, before this time. So, right. yes. Right. Right. Awesome. Yeah. And so, so, yeah, it's just a matter of saying, look, I'd like you to have the dishes done, you know, before you go play or before this time in the clock or before supper time or dinner time or whatever the case may be. Um, and then if and and especially right off the bat it's it's more useful to communicate the 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 decisions on both sides 
if you do so, these are the two or three things that I might do. I might choose one of those. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you don't, here's the two or three things I might choose to do. And, you know, thank you for that. And I want to add to that, though, those things, you'd want to implement them right away, right? So the things that yes. you said you're, you're going to do, it's like, I said I was going to do it, but give me a few minutes or give me, you know, I'll, maybe tomorrow. If yes. it's going to mean something, if it's going to work, it yes. should be done immediately. So choose something that can be done right Oh, wait. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Because one of the things that my mom used to do is she would promise to take promise to take us to the carnival or something next summer. <laughs> do you know how many times I could mess up before next summer? <laughs> so, so even though I even though I might have earned it thirty times, I right. I was taking it away from me fifty times. So right. Yeah. And that's why I like those things, like the 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 um rewards that you stated, because they don't involve anything else. I don't have to get, right. you know, a hug, a cuddle, something like that. And of course, it's not the only time that you're going to get hugged and cuddled, but you'll get right. extra hugs and cuddles because right. of that. So exactly. I really like that. So I don't have to go to the store and get you something. And yeah. we want children to feel more you know, yes. socially and human connection, then we yes. want to give those um, extrinsic things, like, you know, those things that you have to buy or, you know, to or earn them. somehow. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Although we do want to do those on occasion as mm -hmm. well. It should yeah. not be the norm. That's right. Yeah. And, and the other thing too is pay attention to how your kid best receives love. Yes. Some kids receive it through a kiss and a hug. Some kids receive it through playtime. Yeah. Some kids prefer it um, learning. They want you to teach them something. I had a couple of very intellectually thirsty children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, they had a couple of intelligent parents, so we could satisfy that most of the time. But as they got older, we're like, you got to go over here to get that. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. And it's, you know, I love that because children, you know, we're social beings. Yes. And as much as we can make those you know, those rewards as social, you know, and put a social aspect to it instead of you can have a half an hour more on your phone. You know, let's make it something that, you know, increases the interaction so we can re we can continue to build that connection with our children and, yes. you know, develop yes. beings who enjoy socializing and. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and to that point, if you can have a half an hour more on your phone, mm -hmm. Sometimes the time they want on their phone is connection with their friends. Gotcha. Right? Sometimes it's being on social media, it's texting, it's watching videos, it's it's interacting in a way that we never did as children. That's true. I mean, we didn't have their stuff. Right. <laughs> so some of their social connection looks different than ours. And it's important to recognize that. Right. I also wanted to bring up a point you said earlier about about. Um, giving them them re those rewards, even though we give them all the time, like the kisses and the hugs and the snuggles and all that, we give that all the time. What I, like, I want to go back to the point that I said earlier, that sometimes when we give them as rewards, it gives them a way to earn it, to tell you, I want one. Yes. Because sometimes they want to come up and say, you know, when they're three or four, they come up and say, I want a hug or pick me up or let's snuggle. But when they're 16, mm -hmm. that's a little more uncomfortable. True. So if they just do the thing they're going to know that they know is going to earn them one, 
And it might be something they haven't done since they were eight years old. Right? But they just want a hug. So they'll do that thing and they'll get the hug. Right. And they don't have to ask for it. They don't have to ask for it and, and feel embarrassed asking for it. Genius. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> I spent some time working on this. <laughs> uh, oh, awesome. Well, you've crafted it. It's, you know, I know everything is a work in progress, however. It certainly is. Yeah. It certainly is. Very cool. So, Andy, as our time winds down, is there one thing that you want parents to leave this session with? Yes. Um, that is, boundaries are much more useful as connecting devices than as punishment devices. Um, boundaries can help you help your child feel loved connected, needed, wanted, desired, um, valuable. And with so many parents struggling to, to have that connection with your children, mm -hmm. boundaries are a very easy way to do that as long as you use them in an appropriate way. Wonderful. And how can people get in touch with you? I am at, uh, I'm on Facebook at um, facebook.com slash unconditional coach. Mm -hmm. uh, you might notice the unconditional branding. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, that's right where I am right now. I also have a website being built currently, so it might be live by the time you this, this gets published. Um, it's unconditional-coach.com. Awesome. And you also have a podcast, yes? I also have my own podcast called Unconditional Boundaries. You can oh. find that nearly everywhere. <laughs> awesome. So people, get in touch with Andy. Learn more about boundaries because yeah. they are vital. I mean, and also, boundaries keep children safe. They so do. Please. Yeah. You know, they do so. Craft some boundaries, discuss some boundaries, you know, get them up. They do keep, you know, show your children love through boundaries. Because so often, yeah. I mean, and the reason I wanted you, Andy, is because I've seen it so often in my work that there are no boundaries or very few boundaries. And I was just like, I don't know if that child feels loved or safe because there right. are no boundaries. They don't, boundaries give the child a set of rules that they can predictably follow with a predictable set of results. Like it, it, it almost makes life into a board game. And right. the problem is with a lot of parents is we don't give them that predictability. We've experienced life as chaos. So we're just like, well, I don't know what to give my child. Life is chaos. So I, I can't give them, you know, boundaries are that tool. And if they learn boundaries early enough, they'll never lose them for life. So true. Yes. And start young, please. <laughs> yes. Start young. <laughs> Two, three years is, is not too early. Yeah. And you're not taking away their fun. That's right. So. You're giving them a way to influence your life. Wonderful. Yeah. You're empowering them, as Andy said. <laughs> yes, that's correct. <laughs> awesome. Well, Andy, thank you so much for your time, for your wealth of knowledge. It's just very it's much appreciated. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. I, I love this conversation. Thank you. Me too. I'm just like, oh, and it's ending. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe we can do it again sometime <laughs> maybe we could i would love to be back on the show yay all right
I'll remember you said that. <laughs> I please do. I would love to. That's this is a wonderful conversation. We can't have it enough times. So thank you. That's so true because it's such an important topic. It is. All right. Thank you, sir. Be blessed. You too. Thank you. You're welcome.